This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. This is a milestone here, Jared. Kind of, yes. Who's my, my co-host. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> so we this is episode 50. Um, yes. Are you, are you surprised that we've made it this far? <laughs> uh, no, this is one of those early <laughs> milestones that, you know, after you yes. do 100, you look back and you think, oh, gee, why did we stop and do a 50th show? Who do we think we were? Um, so, <laughs> but it, it, it feels both long and short. Um, to get to this point. Um, it certainly has yes, been a lot agreed. of work to get to 50. Uh, and again, the more we do this, the more respect I have for people who are doing like their 500th show or their 200, you know, 200 yes. shows even. You know, it's um, crazy. So Master of One, you just helped them out with their, was it 100 or 200th episode? I know it was confusing because they have like the 0.5 episodes mm-hmm. and then they did a weird reboot with the right, numbering right. at some point. Yeah. So what was the the number that you did with them is it their 100 i think it episode? was their 100th they called it? because they do two a week but they consider that one episode yeah. so yeah 100 uh, 100 weeks of recording i believe do you think we'll make it that far no to 200 no I <laughs> <laughs> uh um, we'll see yeah i mean yeah we'll see all right so without rambling on too much more about just the number of episodes here um, before we get into the actual content of this episode if you will uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the show that we just did so this is this episode our recording time is right after um, the opening reception for our cute couples show which we just had at Doe and Arrow mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun I'm Kind of sad that you weren't able to join us. I know you were really busy on the other side of the country. I was. Which we will talk more about later. Um, but yeah, so the the reception was a lot of fun. I was surprised that it was there was it was a lot busier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? Which was a very pl- pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expect... I, I thought it was just going to be a normal flow of traffic um, for the cookie store. But there was actually people that came out just to see the show. It was a really, really pleasant surprise. We shouldn't act surprised by that. Of course people came to see the show. You put on a good show. But let me let me ask you this, because I've been to the venue, not not for this, obviously, but uh, previously. Just for cookies. Right. What What is the crowd <laughs> level like in that sort of shopping center uh, at night on a, on a Saturday? Oh, my gosh. That, that shopping center is ridiculous. It gets crowded so quickly. So right. it's... It's primarily restaurants, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty popular uh, restaurants. So the parking lot, there's not that many spots. There's probably less than 100 spots in the whole parking lot. So it, with you know five or six restaurants, it gets packed really, really quick. Yeah. I remember we went for lunch, I think, on like a Sunday maybe, and it was uh... – it was chaos. Yeah. Like, it, and the parking spot seems super tight. So it makes it like well, crazy. Nights and weekends, it's packed. They do have um, on site valet, but even that gets full too. Who, so like the restaurants have it? Crazy. Or is it for the whole center? 
the whole center. So you can, uh-huh. um, they have a section of the parking lot, I think, at a certain time of day that the valet takes over. Interesting. Um, and then they just do stack parking in this little corner of the of the parking parking lot. Uh, so, like, what time did you get there? Did you have to get there early? So, uh, the, so the official event was supposed to be six to ten, but I think we showed up around four, a little before four. We had a little kind of like a booth set up there. It was just a table. Uh, we had all of our pins there, and then all of the prints, of course. Um, but we, yeah, on top of the merchandise, we had some free uh, button giveaways that you designed for us. So thank you very much, of Jared. Course. And then on top of that, I made some oversized um, cutouts of the cookies. And you did a Doe and Arrow like, coffee cup drink yes. that I also blew up. And then uh, it was there for photo as photo props to take pictures of and post all over. So the cool thing about Doe and Arrow... And they have this giant cookie display that's always there. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe a three to four foot tall cookie um, on this platform. So they were smart and knew that, you know, on top of these crazy cookies, they should have something that's grammable. So they installed <laughs> this big cookie that you can pose next to. Um, I also... Gave my own photo op yes. for the show that will be in the on display through the duration of the show, which will be through February. Um, but if you go there now to check out the show, in the window is a giant, what do you call the, the candy? It's like the conversation hearts. hearts. Yeah. 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 Like the conversation hearts packaging. I made like a cute couples and squared co version of that that's in the window. So the center heart is cut out. You can stand in the store, put your head in the heart, uh, you know, with a friend or boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> and take a picture of yourself in this little um, conversation heart package. Or by yourself. We don't judge. Or by yourself. That's right. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw the cookie cutouts. They turned out really cute. You you posted that picture of you with it in your sweatshirt. <laughs> Oh, which was that, great uh, but uh that took was an embarrassing to admit that it took me a long time to state <laughs> that in my hoodie <laughs> but every time you posted a picture of these like kids with the cookies over their heads it mm-hmm. just cracked me up i don't know every time i saw it, it was funny and uh gabriel uh gabe barletta and uh chris uh Sequeria showed up I, I i yes yeah so i saw the picture of them with those two so that's nice that um uh, they were able to yeah, stop by. it was nice to see um friendly faces as well yeah because so. you had other artists to, right that that stopped by people that were in the show yes that came by. yes so john john i'm sorry i don't know how to say your last name john john Bajay is how i want to pronounce it uh-huh. um and then Django snow tenoshi boy dennis salvatier was there um I think that's it for as Dennis wasn't actually in the show, but as far as the artists that contributed, I think that's all that was mm-hmm. that showed up. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see. And I wasn't anticipating a lot of the artists to show up. So that was also nice to see them. So did you, this is always funny to me because uh, it, it's in a business. So the business is going on as usual, of course. And then you have this yeah. show that's kind of, I think it's their first one that they've done. Right. Right. So did you get people who came in and were like a little confused as to sort of what was happening because they were just there to get cookies? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people that went. So 
if it was their first time there, I think they thought that our setup was normal. Like that the store always had some weirdos with a table mm. in the front trying to sell stuff to you. Yeah. Which was which was bizarre thought. Um, but yeah, I think people that were just going there to get cookies, I hope that it was a nice surprise to see all this art on the wall and have this um, this event going on as they came in for cookies. Yeah, I, it looked great. The show looked great. I know you put you, you posted some pictures of you hanging the night before on uh, Friday, uh, meticulously hanging quite a few of those things. I would go crazy. <laughs> Mine would be all nuts. Everything would be slightly uh, off because I wouldn't have the patience to uh, to hang it the way that you did, which looked great. But that um, that shop really is just a perfect setup for these uh, pop up shows. It, it it's crazy because it's a really long, narrow uh, space. And the cookie right. counter is really just a very small thing at the very back. And so you have mm-hmm. all this seating up front and this long wall with that. Uh, it is painted. It's got like lines on it or something. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the art fit just perfectly in that section. And it just seemed like it was made for doing something else <laughs> in that space. <laughs> so, well, yeah, lucky for us, yeah. we were able to do that. Um, and yeah, there was a big wall space available to to put a bunch of art up on. So who knows? We might be back for another art show in the future. But I think... All things considered, this first one was a success with all parties. I know that Doe and Arrow, um, they were pretty happy with the turnout mm. for that day. So, Good. yeah, I think all things are are positive. Fantastic. And uh, so the prints uh, are going to be up through the end of the month. And then uh, if you want to purchase the prints, you cannot purchase the prints at the cookie shop. So don't don't right. bother them. Go take a look at it and eat cookies. Um, but if you want to buy any yes. of the art, it is all available in the Squared Co. shop now. Um and, and there's a pin. You did a pin for it too, right? Correct. Yeah, so I basically, I don't know if this isn't a real word, but I pinified mm-hmm. one of the submissions from an artist, um, Jerry Liu. He's the guy that's responsible for the Back to Bits video. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen it. So yeah. anyways, um, Jerry Liu's submission was uh, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man was his cute couple. And it was a very graphic and image that was all done in vector, so it was easy to take that and reduce it down to pins. Graphic pin size. Graphic makes it sound like yeah. it's dirty or something. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, and he did the uh, the animated GIF of that. Oh yes, he also did the yeah the little animation, the short animation of uh, his piece too. So mm-hmm. he. Yeah, he did a lot of cool things with his piece, um, did the animation, the print, and then a pin. Yeah, so check out the show if you haven't already. It's all online, too, if you want to just browse through the art. But if you can, yes. if you're in the area, definitely go to Doe and Arrow and check it out um, and oh, get the cookies. Wh- so one more thing. Before that we go on to yeah. talk about your little excursion. Thank you for saying um, little. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the While supplies last, yes. I am including a one of Jared's cookie buttons with every cute couple's print purchase. Yeah. So let's talk so, about that a little bit more. I want to hear about me. Uh, did uh, people have a preference? <laughs> How did, did you give away buttons at the, the opening? Like just randomly? Yes. Okay. So um, I gave away, if you came in to this shop and you engaged with me or acted interested <laughs> in the art, uh, if you just came, got a cookie and left, you didn't get a button. Ah. But I gave away buttons, even if you didn't buy a print at the actual event. But I think your sugar cookie mm-hmm. was more 
popular than the chocolate chip. I would agree. Well, I, I I had the cookies with me in Florida. Everyone thought it was a donut. Everyone kept saying, oh, I want the donut. I'm like, oh, no, it's not a donut. But <laughs> that's okay. I don't even see a donut uh, Just because it looks like it's, there's yeah. no hole. Then. Let's hear about your little trip. Well, I don't want to get into it too much. We'll talk about it on the monthly recap, I think, for the most part. Um, but I, right. so I was in Orlando for the Epcot Festival of the Arts and you know, I, I like going to these things because it's fun to be inside a Disney park and do a signing and all that. And that's great. And, you know, get to talk to people and it's fun. But I can't tell you how much I hate flying. Like, do you like flying? <laughs> do you travel so much? So I, I have a weird, yes, I like traveling. I don't travel as much anymore. Um, but as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I was in the military and there was a lot of traveling that went with that. Oh. But for me... I like traveling because the same reason I like driving. It's one of the few places where you are inaccessible and it's okay. Hmm. So you have a legit excuse to be out of touch with the world. So while you're driving, especially now with the no texting and talking laws. That no one follows. Um, yes. <laughs> but you have an excuse like... While you're driving, whether it's an hour or 15 minutes, you can say, oh, I didn't see your text. Or I didn't see your email. I was driving. <laughs> and it's a valid excuse. Um, and the same thing while you're in the air, except now they're making Wi-Fi a thing in the air. But for argument's sake, it's a moment when you aren't tethered to anything and you can just exist with no distractions and no responsibilities. Right. And I get that. That's fine. It's nice to have nothing to do. But don't you get uncomfortable because like you're not a little person don't you find it like <laughs> terribly uncomfortable sitting in that in that plane for like eight hours the, or something? the older i get the more uncomfortable mm -hmm. it becomes i know i had a better tolerance when i was younger and i could just even like in my 20s while i was doing the, doing the military stuff i felt like i could just pass out as soon as the like we took off you can sleep um yeah, as soon as even as small and tiny as the seats are, uh -huh. and even if I had somebody next to me, like I would just knock out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, when we went to Japan a few years ago, I had to go to the doctor to get some <laughs> medication or something to to, to, to relax or to knock me out. <laughs> that's a that is a crazy long flight, but um, it's not so much. I mean, that is an element of it that I hate is the the you get uncomfortable. Um, but. I think people just being that close to people and, you know, whenever there's like a process with a lot of people like that, it just brings out the worst in absolutely everybody. It seems, you know, like, you know, like just when they're yeah. calling you up to, to board the plane, you know how everybody just blockades that. Oh, they crowd the whole thing. Like they anticipate their number yeah. rows going to be called. So they, before they're, you're even supposed to line up, there's people like pre lining up. I know. I'm like, you're like group 30. It's like, there's no need. <laughs> Let's face it. You're uh, going to have to check that carry on. You're not going to find any space in the thing. But, oh, man. So I actually flew, kind of embarrassing. I flew first class this time to Florida. Oh, I was just going to say something about that. But you go ahead. You go first. Which is, you know, it's nice. It's not crazy nice. But it's it, it's a bigger seat and it's nicer. And uh, But, man, people just drink like crazy in first class <laughs> like they're just wasted by the time we get there and our flights weren't even that long but you know so i flew to uh, dallas fort worth before going on to orlando it kind of breaks up the flight a little which is nice but um man that first flight and it was early in the morning too people are just throwing back drinks i guess because it's included <laughs> but man yeah. it's so gross so the flights are relatively Ooh. short though those you know, 
two two and a half hours, three hours. It's it's pretty short. Like I watched a Murder on the Orient Express on there. We barely like we were landing, and I was still trying to finish the film, so we just <laughs> barely made it. But yeah, I don't know. I um, hate it. There was uh, so was that your first experience in first class, or have you done it before? I've done it before, not a lot though. I mean, it's usually under strange circumstances, like either you get bumped up or, or something <laughs> else happens. But um, it, it's amazing too how differently they treat you in first class. It's it's almost embarrassing <laughs> yeah. the difference in customer service you get in first class. Oh, it's awesome. Yo, yeah, it so is. I, but then they're treating you like garbage behind that curtain. So that <laughs> that's what's sad. That's what you're paying for. Oh, I know. So I experienced my first my first first class experience um, over Thanksgiving. I went to visit my dad on the East Coast. Oh. And I was able to do first class flying over there. And it totally spoiled me. Like, I think if I have the option or ability or within means, if it's a three or more hour flight, yes. I'm going to probably have, I'm going to go for the first class because it's. Anything less than that, I feel like, yeah, you can have enough distractions. Like, just throw on a movie, and you should be okay to stand through, you know, a two-ish hour flight. Yeah, right. But anything long that longer than that, it makes such a huge difference. I know, and this sounds very whatever pretentious. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you can afford it, I think that's fine because sometimes it's really not that much more expensive than. Um, you know, mm-hmm. flying a regular coach or, or even business or something. But um, yeah, I will do it too. All those normies. Well, it's just, <laughs> oh man, it's such a, it's a world of difference. It's just a world of difference when you, when you do it. And um, yeah, I, I, so, I don't want to dwell on it, but yeah. <laughs> all right. We're not going to get into too much more. You know, I was going to say something else, but let's, let's just go. Okay. On. So before we get into what we wanted to, sorry, were you done with your, your little trip? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk us? about it on the recap again. I just wanted to. Uh, vent about flying but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really what the podcast yeah, should it be is. about. just the, an opportunity for you airing my grievances about, about something right right random um so if you've listened to the podcast within 2018 i think every single guest we've had we've tried this new element or this new game where we have a list of 20 questions we reassemble the order of the questions and the guests can pick or they pick five numbers and we'll ask them the question according in accordance with whatever number they pick. So for our 50th episode, we Jared and I are going to give our answers to this list of 20 questions. So indulgent. This is just very indulgent. <laughs> a little opportunity to I mean if you are interested to get to know Jared and I a little bit better. <laughs> if you aren't, go ahead and hit the stop button. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do a that. Terrible thing to but, say. But um, so yes, for this 50th um episode, here we go with the 20 questions. Jared, why don't you ask every odd number, and I'll go and ask every even number. Oh, okay. So that means I get to start off here. Uh, so these are the like he said. These are the questions we ask. Everybody doesn't get all of these questions, but it comes from this pool. So um. We're going to actually go through all 20 of these. We'll try to be quick on some of these. I don't think we'll, we've probably answered these before. Uh, Number one is who is your celebrity crush? Now, I didn't really prepare for this, (laughs) but go ahead. Are we we both answering these or is it just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one will ask, the other will answer, then the person who asked will answer. So we'll just, we'll flip flop back and forth. Sure. So since you didn't prepare I'll answer this um, yeah. while you come up with your answer. Sure. So my celebrity crush, 
Uh, I've said it before, I think in a really, really early episode, I even gave a story about this, but my celebrity crush is Dia Frampton. She is um, the singer for like an indie rock, pop kind of indie pop rock band. Um, Megan Dia is the name of the group. So Dia Frampton is the lead singer. And Wait, what's the name? Megan? Yeah. Megan? Meg, the name of the band is yeah. Meg oh, I and see. Dia. But the my crush is Dia Frampton. Sorry, Meg. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I think, I don't know if you remember this, but I've actually met her a couple of times. Um, I'll give you, I don't think I shared this story the last time. I don't know. Maybe I did. You did. But, um, well, there's there's several stories. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please go this, ahead. So go ahead. There's uh, this, so this version or this interaction and this is totally on like innocent. You may not believe believe me, but I happened to be in Vegas the same time she had a concert and she was performing. Mm-hmm. And I was no, literally just walking the floor of a casino and she walks by me with her family. So did I tell you the story? Yes, I know the story, but I'll pretend like I don't. So go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> How old were you? So How old by, were you when this is happening? I was. Give us a, paint 20, us a picture. I was 22, maybe. Was this military time? Like, were you in the military at the time? Yeah, I had really short hair, like a, a fade, um, clean shaven, a very, if, if you've met me in 2017, it's like the opposite of what I looked mm. like then. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was early 20s and she walked by me. I knew immediately who she was, obviously, uh-huh. but I was so nervous I couldn't do anything. So after she walked by, I called up one of my friends and was like gushing like a little fangirl like, oh, my God, Dia Frampton just walked by me. But I didn't say anything. What do I do? And then what do I do? So she's gone. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's long. She's long gone by this time. By the time the, the conversation, like I'm continuing to talk to my friend. Right. I guess she just went, I don't know, to a store or something and then was she started to make her way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, she's with her family. So I'm on the phone like, oh, my God, she's coming back. And my friend's like, OK, idiot, just get off the phone and go talk to her or something. Like, don't be weird. Way too late. Too for late. That. Too late. Yeah. Um, so I, I am so stupid and nervous and awkward. I go up to her just holding a phone and say, like, Hi. Good. And I Good. Like, kind of fumble. I don't know where to go from there. Right. She's being the sweetheart that she is and Aww. knowing that I'm an idiot fan. Oh, do you want a picture? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and she's like, she sees that I'm nervous. So she's trying to like prompt questions. Right. In here. Right. And um, she's <laughs> like, oh, this is this is my sister. Not Meg. It was another sister. Uh, she'll take the picture for you. So I give her my phone and she's like, oh, are you from Vegas? And like continue to try and like give me opportunities to say something. And I'm just giving her like one word answers, yes. fumbling everything. It was just the worst, most awkward interaction ever. I think this is about then, how you do on the podcast. I don't I'm not hearing a big difference <laughs> from that. So, yeah, this is I believe uh, all of this. Yes, yes. It's it was so embarrassing. Um, but that was the first time that I had ever met her and had a chance to like exchange words and it was it was rough so uh, but it's kind of funny because i mean she's she's uh, a member of this band obviously but like she's not huge right so she's not huge so the band megan dia is now defunct that is no longer 
she was a contestant on the first season of The Voice. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying and that. And she was the the runner up for season one. So she didn't win, but she was second place for whatever that's worth. Oh. So she she ended up getting a lot of followers and building her fan base for a solo career off of that. Um, so ever since then, she's been releasing off and on different you know solo records but Do you're right still? she isn't like super famous yeah she's... yeah i bet she was very uh flattered probably don't you think that that you Were recognized her in the crowd and <laughs> yeah and came up and acted like a moron and uh, you know maybe i mean i'm sure she's at a level where like it's it probably doesn't happen a lot but i'm sure it happens somewhat regularly right so eh, i don't know that's pretty good you recognize her i don't think i would always recognize celebrities uh, Th- this question is very light it's who's your celebrity crush yeah i had a, a, a obsession with this girl i like i love her she's okay <laughs> jared's rolling his eyes right now <laughs> she puts the lotion in the basket it's getting a little too far all right your turn that's a, i'm just oh, trying to that buy was you time it? here Oh, oh no, no, no! Well, gosh, you have a better story. I didn't. I don't have a story like that. I don't meet well, famous Jared, people. We don't have. We don't have time for stories for okay, all these. So, well, pick a boy <laughs> celebrity. Your Who's your boy celebrity crush? Is it who we Brian think it Gosling, is? Come on. Well, that's why you should no say brainer. Both. No I don't, brainer. I don't have. That's a terrible. Okay, so um, what? How would you define uh, crush then? What? What do oh you? Oh my gosh! You're the one who came up with these questions. I know, but that's why it's fairly <laughs> open, so that people can define it. Do you? Do you think of it like I okay, want this Jared, person to be it your, your way? <laughs> well, how do you? How would you define it? Because yours sounds unhealthy. Uh, do you want, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like I, yours sound I, like you loved this girl. So it's like the way it's phrased. In my opinion, it's like who's mm-hmm. your top celebrity crush like i can go on with the list of a ton if you want me to continue to buy you even more time jared yeah give me some I, i'm trying to I, so God, i should have prepped for this a lot better because like i have a lot of celebrities that i like but i don't know that i'd say it's a crush i like uh i'm also i've got a crush on ryan gosling jared leto mm-hmm. i used jared to leto. be in oh he's awesome so mm. i i like the i love music um, and the fact that both of those guys are, well, Gosling was for a little while. It's not really a thing, but he was well, in the band yeah. and the singer. Jared Leto. Mickey Mouse is, Club? Oh, no. <laughs> Jared Leto is also, mm-hmm. uh, obviously 30 Seconds to Mars, but he also does acting. So I don't know. I like when they're multi-talented, um, mm. but you get special bonus points for being a, a musician. Uh, but I also love Rachel McAdams. Um, <laughs> Why Rachel McAdams? What? <laughs> what? She's gorgeous. Are you kidding? Really? Me? I love her. What? What is um, the thing so that you cute. like her? Yeah, she's cute. She looks like a neighborhood girl or something. But what? What's? Yep. Uh, love it. What? What was there a movie? Was there a particular thing where you're like, oh, I love no, her? No, it's it's just her. Huh. <laughs> That is so weird. Uh, you know, people try and say like, "Oh, do you have a type?" And like, I no, because every every little crush I have, they're all wildly different. Like, but well, like, Dia, yeah, is a a half a baby, so she's I think half Korean, half white. And then Rachel McAdams. <laughs> where do you, where did you get white. that term? Where did you get that half? 
Where did Apple? you? Hear, yeah, where did you hear that? that? That's a term. Yes, a it is. It is. But I'm just saying that's funny that you you said that. I've never heard you say that because I I'm a Hapa baby. <laughs> you say Hapa, like okay. Longer. Are you going to come up with an answer? How I don't. I I gonna, hate it. I hate it this so is, much. This is we're on question one. We've got I mean, 19 more to go. So, well, it's funny to me because like I've been a Madonna fan since day one, right? Like as long as you could have been a Madonna fan, but I wouldn't consider that like a crush, you know? So I don't know how to really define that thing. Um, let's see here. Okay. So if it was a, uh, for the boy crush, I would say Tom Hardy. I love him. He's the best. I kind of oh, want to, you don't like him? Is, uh, he's not attractive at all. He's a good looking guy. You don't think so? Not in the least. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's okay. And then, Apparently, you don't like my Rachel McAdams. So no, I don't, don't dislike Rachel McAdams. I like her very much. It's we don't have funny, to agree with our thing. with our answers. Right. Okay. And then uh, sort of the girl crush, I guess. I don't know. Like, I really like Charlize Theron. And uh, Theron? Theron? Theron. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Yeah. I love her. Like, for, again, from day hmm. one, I've loved her. She's uh, fantastic. Hmm. Um, but like, did you, I finally watch that Atomic Blonde? Um, I was just gonna ask you if you saw that. Yeah, and it wasn't great, but uh, it was kind of fun <laughs> because because she's in it. I think it elevated it to to what it could. Uh, what, what I liked about have. that movie was the soundtrack was fun, mm-hmm. and then the um, like the whole aesthetic of yeah, like it was a little bit grittier and like really really muted. There wasn't a lot of color to it. Eighties. When they did have color, it was yeah. very. It was like it made sense or like it was a highlight in the scene almost was but, that um, um, a comic book or something what was that i think it was a graphic novel but okay i never i never read it but from like articles i've read about it the movie was quite a jump from what the graphic oh. novel was so it was one of the like loosely based on uh like a concept material kind of thing, thing. yeah yeah it, so it i think the story was there and like characters but the whole right where they went with the story, I think, was different in the the movie. It felt very old fashioned. It felt like you know, kind of like uh, like the way Stranger Things treats the eighties. It, it to me, it felt yeah, kind I of like, like that. Like it yeah, was yeah. purposely trying to be kind of a crappy eighties action movie, you know. But I like her in in. Did you see Monster when she was in Monster? She played that. No, that looked too scary oh for me. It was, but to see how she. Like changed in Oof. that and like oh it was amazing. Anyway, I can't, let's, I let's can't move handle on. too like I don't know how you describe Dark. that kind of yeah like that's yeah. just a little too intense for me. I um, love okay, it. so Jared, before we go on, I'm gonna have yes. to say we're gonna need to give quicker answers because yes, this is that'll... gonna be a nine hour episode here. I think the rest of these will go very fast. In fact, right, so I, I'm gonna I... ask ask now, and I think okay. I already know the answer for you. You kind yeah. of already said it, but. Number two, what was your favorite band or singer in high school? Okay, so I said Madonna early, and that's kind of the thing. Um, I'll say Depeche Mode because, uh, like, that kind of kicked in really hard around that time. I had liked them for years, but uh, we saw the um, uh, Music for the Masses tour, and then later on we saw the Violator tour, and those are still, like, some Mm. of my favorite, most favorite tours uh, ever. And they were kind of at the height of everything right around there, Mm -hmm. and it was just... It was fantastic. So, um, you know, I had a lot of favorite bands back then. Music was certainly more important to me, I think, back then. But um, I'll I'll go with Depeche Mode. Um, okay. So for me, let's see. So I music's always been a big part of my life. In high school, I was like a not I wouldn't say punk, but I was I was into all types of punk, like all the subgenres. So there's like right. there's hardcore punk, there's emo, there's screamo, there's um whatever all the different genres within the punk 
realm I was into. I know none um, of the, that. Yeah. There was there was one record label that was I was really into. Um, it was called Drive Through Records, and I think it was a sub of a, like a larger mm-hmm. record label. Yeah. So yeah. it was like kind of the indie portion of this label. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Drive Through Records, so I loved every band that was on there. They had um, the Starting Line, Midtown, Early November, RX Bandits, the Benjamins. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more. Alistair. Um, but it's hard for I me to say none of that. <laughs> what um, <laughs> I think the only listener uh, that might know some of those is Cole Roberts. So I was going to say, yeah, probably Cole. I think my favorite out of that group has to be Midtown. Um, Never. Heard you of might it. okay. So Midtown's the original band members of Midtown. They went on to. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I don't remember the name. So, anyways, they Cobra Starship. Have you heard of them? <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> so they later formed Cobra Star Cobra Starship. There's a, I don't know like what they've had singles on the radio. I'm positive mm-hmm. you've heard of one of them. I just can't remember. I'll um I'll put that I'll send you a link to it later. Not What that you what care. time period uh, is that that we're talking about then? Like late that 90s? I was <laughs> in high so school. Early 2000s. <laughs> See that's even that's even more tragic. Okay, okay, that's good. So yeah. Number three. Uh, what is your favorite breakfast cereal? Kind of hard. Okay, so I love, love, love the sugar cereals and the characters. Right. So of course, like of course, Captain Crunch, so cool. I think arguably Tony the Tiger is one of the coolest. Uh, I don't always. Yeah, yeah, I don't always like the way that they render the character. But I think yeah, he's no, not he's since cool. like the first the first rendering of him was probably the best. The first like yeah, two the, or the three. older ones. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there's the tricks rabbit. There's the yeah. uh, toucan Sam guy. What? Yeah. Fruit Loops. Um, yep. But anyways, my favorite cereal, I think I'm going to have to go with Lucky Charms. Oh, God. Because I can't stand I'm, the marshmallow so, cereals. Yeah, they're so gross. I, they, they can I love barely sugar. be called marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. But it's like so, they have that styrofoam texture. Oh, yeah, like, it's a weird texture. consistency. But I liked it because growing up, I made – this is not really a game. I don't know why I like to insist that everything's a game. But mm, I would eat yeah. it and I would eat it so I'd have all the non-marshmallow parts first. And then at the end was only marshmallows. All marshmallows. Pure so, sugar bites. Yes. Yeah. It was all like – it was kind of like a treasure hunt where you can try and scoop – um, on your spoon, just certain types. Mm-hmm. So it was, I don't know. It made my breakfast meal a little bit more engaging. Yeah. Okay, we used to so. do that with uh, like crunch berry. Like if you could eat around oh, yeah, yeah. and just leave the crunch berries. And then of course they came out with all berries, which is just like a dream come true. Um, but <laughs> See, I know. like the Captain Crunch better than the one with the berries i don't like the berries as much i like the mix i wouldn't want just berries actually but the, i like the mix. did you like peanut butter captain crunch yes okay so you do like that uh so i don't know if i have a favorite i think cinnamon toast crunch is probably up there with like what i'd consider the perfect cereal like i really <laughs> like it um but that's kind of like as an adult oh, i think funny. I, I will say and I'll, we'll move on i recently had uh 
pink donut cereal. So this is one of the Sounds real terrible. recent ones. I know it does. And it it's like my favorite cereal of all time now. And I hate oh to gosh. say that because I just had it, but there's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. Cause it's not like strawberry. It's pink and it looks like a little donut and it's not strawberry, but it it's has pink this, flavored. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. And it has this like retro taste to it. I can't explain it. And um, hmm. I was even Where embarrassed do you get buying it. I'm going to have to go check it's, it out now. Is it a, is a big... And it, there's a pink donut and then there's a chocolate donut cereal. <laughs> have you... Okay. Yeah. I know we're supposed to go through these quickers, but have you tried Oreo cereal yet? I haven't. It, it oh. looks to me like that's exactly what it is. I, I am going to try the Chip it Ahoy cereal. But yeah. I saw but, that in uh, at Target the other day and I was so close to grabbing it. Um, I've been using this podcast as an excuse to eat these crappy cereals because, you know, they come in these huge boxes too, like the big family clubhouse size box. And you have to, yeah, it's kind of tough to get through them uh, without feeling guilty. But so far, the ones I've had have been great. You know what? Um, I want to, let's do an episode of like favorite things that no longer exist because there's a lot of cereals (laughs) that I think I grew up with loving that are no longer around. We could do the Uh lot uh, with candy too. I'm sure yeah. it'd be all yeah, uh, yeah. food themed, but uh, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. Okay, we're on number four now. Yep. If you could live the life of a celebrity for one day, who would it be? Do you have an answer? If not, I'll go ahead with mine. Go ahead with yours. Go ahead with yours. Okay, so no, I, I've answered this on another uh, episode, but Ryan Gosling. Ugh, if, you, if you're so not boring, it's. I'm sorry. He's like the perfect dude. He's yeah, like but I said he seems before, so normal. Like it would just be like a like a normal dude day, right? Don't you think? I'm I'm fine with that. Being able so, to sing all creepily on an aged piano, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> I don't think that's his normal day, but yeah, okay. Um, so while you can, you just interrupt me when you're ready. I'll continue going with this tangent. Oh, I'm ready, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. We, we're not running out of time, so go. Oh, okay. Uh, I would pick Oprah uh, because it's Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you'd have all that money and that power. Okay, so and, I was like, just going to ask, is it a like, money That would thing? be fantastic. Because, well, like, any any celebrity has money, like, more money than we can wrap our heads around. I know, but you don't want to pick some, you know, jerky asshole money thing, you know? Like, you don't want to be, like, <laughs> that kind of person. Like, I think Oprah is interesting all the way around. Mm. And she's, you know, just a... That would be, I would be more interested in her life than say someone else, you know. Like I don't want to be all like, oh, then we went to this club and we did this and we did cocaine <laughs> on a gold toilet, you know. Like I don't, not interesting. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think I would pick Oprah. All right, number five. Uh, what were you obsessed with as a kid? Just pick one. Don't do the whole lineup, and pick something other than turtles. Oh, don't man. pick turtles. Boo. Ooh, come on. this is these are honest answers here. So we turtles know about and, turtles. Turtles in Star Wars are the thing. So growing up always loves okay. Well then you have to go first because I gotta think about it then, because those are my two answers. Okay, so the one thing and I mentioned this on the other show too, but it was Garfield. Like I was obsessed with Garfield. Like I had to have all the books. And so I tend to get this way with things. Like once I get onto something, like I get crazy oh, it's, about it's the it. collector's mentality for sure it totally is like i wanted it all so i would draw him all the time i would draw it for people i wanted all the books and i wanted the posters and at that time garfield was pretty big so there was just a shitload of, of garfield everything and it was great because everywhere you went <laughs> there was something garfield you know and i always like 
I forgot where we went. It was like a, we went to the airport once to drop someone off. And I just went nuts in this little gift shop there. Cause they had this whole Garfield <laughs> section and Hallmark stores would have everything like pencil toppers. And I still have a lot of that stuff, but yeah. So Garfield was kind of my obsession in uh, at an early age among other things. Okay. So my favorite thing, what this is weird because it's not like it is collecty collectibly, but it's not pop culture at all, which is, by oh. far what I am now. So I was right. in love with um, basketball growing up. Like, let's see, this is probably like third grade through early high school. Oh, um, but in my, younger, in my younger years, the collector's aspect came in through basketball cards. So in the, oh. 80s, in the 80s and 90s, basketball cards were like a hot commodity and everybody was into it. It was definitely a fad that has now died. Um, but yeah, I loved collecting, uh, basketball cards. I would trade them with friends and like go spend all my money on uh, new packs of cards. So basketball was my obsession from playing it to collecting the cards. I'm uh, sorry. I, I drifted num- off there for a while. I heard basketball. I'm sorry. I we're, we're number six now. Yep. What is your guilty pleasure film, music, or television? Uh, do you have an answer for this one, Jerry? Uh, pop music, uh, like really hardcore pop music. I really like, I don't, I'm not even contemporary, but, um, I, I just, I like crappy from sappy pop music. Okay. That's um, my answer as well. I think we've talked about this <laughs> enough, so we're, we're going to try and save time and just go on to the next one. Great. <clears throat> uh, do you have pop, a pet? So pop music is for both of us. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a pet? That's the next question. Uh, I don't currently have one, but I'm dying to get one. I want a Frenchie so bad. And I know that it's the cool, <laughs> like, hipster thing and, like, designer guy dog to have. But mm. I don't care. I want one so bad. I think Why, though? Soon, like, you think they're cute? I don't know. What? So, like, yes, I think they're super cute. And I want one that, like, you can handle smothering. Uh, growing up, we had an Akita... Um, mm. And those are large dogs. I th- they can, they range. I think ours was like between yeah. 75 to 80 pounds, but they can get up over a hundred pounds. But um, they're pretty independent dogs. And they're, they were like, uh, like guard dogs originally. So. Yeah. You can get, di- ours was like a super, super loving and affectionate. And oh, that's Always good. wanted that's to be around somebody. Like he wasn't like, he wouldn't want to play with you all the time. He just wanted to be next to somebody. He didn't like being alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, Perfect. So I want a Frenchie for the opposite reason, because I want to smother something and be able to hold it in my arms. Do you remember? Um, how old were you when you had that other dog, though, the Akita? Uh, I think we got it. Were you young? No, I was like a 12, 11 or 12. Okay. Um, um, and it was only a few years ago that we had to put him down. Um, so, yeah, he, served, he was around for all of my high school and then early part of adulthood uh was that terrible do you remember were you there for it i i had like my moment to say goodbye and it, like i wasn't living with my parents anymore so it was still living with my parents in their house mm-hmm. yeah um but i mean did they just call you yeah. and say like uh we're gonna do it tomorrow or or was yeah, it? yeah there was a there was a ramp up period we're like oh his name is not was doing so well yeah, Carson's not doing very well. I don't know how Carson. much longer he has. So this is for another time. But my dad's a huge USC football fan. So every dog that he mm. gets, 
he names after the current quarterback. Uh, at the time, he uh, Carson Palmer was the quarterback. Anyways, of course, of your course. turn. Uh, yes, have I have one. I have two dogs now, two little mutts. Uh, they're very small. I used to think I'd never want small dogs, but I like uh, I like that you can kind of manage them. You know, they're not knocking stuff over, and you can pick them up. <laughs> Do they listen to too, you though? Too crazy. Uh, one of them does, one of them doesn't. Um, but yeah, so two two little dogs. Um, what are their names? Yipper and Skipper. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Ellie and Abby. Yeah. Oh, so you did have little cute rhymey names or like. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Did you get them at the same time? Well, no, I got we got one little one that was a puppy and she was great. But uh, every time we left the house, we felt really bad and uh, she would destroy stuff. So we thought, (laughs) okay, we better get another dog. So uh, we got another dog that was a little bit older. The second one was a little bit older and um, it's Mm. really patient with the the younger one because the younger one is a total brat. So. Um, yeah anyway you'll have to meet your dog soon i will uh number eight now tell me something in your netflix queue so this is like you had a really hard time with your celebrity crush crush question Mm -hmm. this one i feel like there's a lot of interpretation here yes i don't have a lit right i don't have a literal cue but you know obviously for for shows that you watch regularly right uh, like it shows up in your recent viewed and because i I have one of those i'm one of those people that has like a huge i'm sharing a netflix account with like 90 other people uh but anyways Uh, do you have an answer up front uh altered carbon is what i I think that's what it's called isn't that what it's called have you been watching that yeah yeah no i've heard i don't get it and I've heard a lot of mixed things, so... Yeah, it's pretty mixed. I've only watched, like, the first few episodes, and uh, I can't get into it. Like, it's very broad and very, like... The acting is just very, like... Or, or maybe it's the writing, I should say. It's kind mm. of, like... It's almost like comic booky writing or something like that. I, I just can't quite get into it. I've been told it gets a little bit better as it proceeds, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's what I'm watching. And then I watched uh, about 10 episodes of Troll Hunters on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. in my next week's okay yeah. what's yours I, so uh, I think we've established this in a lot of episodes um, I love Troll Hunters as well I haven't finished the second season but that's in the queue um, but recently I started watching uh, let me see if I can get the order of this Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee Uh huh. Yeah. with Jerry Seinfeld right. I love it it's such a like it's great because it's all bite sized episodes they're yeah. all between 10 and 20 minutes. Right, right. So it's it's that like sweet spot where you watch one, you're like, oh, let's check out another one. And then you watch another one, like, oh, then this one's only 10 minutes. Let's do another. Before you know it, it's like two hours later. But the I like it because it's it seems like pretty sincere conversations between two yeah. famous people. So it's a nice right. kind of semi-intimate look into people's lives. I mean, granted, they know they're on camera and they're famous. They know how to play the game. Um, but it's a nice little thing. Do you have um, a favorite one that you've seen so far? I liked the Tina Fey one. I thought that one was really good. I don't think I've watched them all yet. Um, but there, There's so many. So I'm still yeah. at the point where I'm just cherry picking names I know yeah. and like. Right. Um, but I am interested enough in the series so far to eventually get through all of them. He's gotten kind of... Uh arrogant or something oh like, I don't yes know. and i Hasn't love he? it 
Oh, do you? I love it. it Why? It's, it's, I feel like, so I'm not like this anymore, but I was an asshole in high school. And like, I very, believe that. Very, very, I was never a dick, but I had mm. a, a, an arrogance to me. No, I was never a dick, but I was. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe I was a little bit of a dick at some point. There but. you go. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's hilarious that, and I can't tell how much is true and how much is his persona. I feel like, oh, I think it it's pretty, very true. Pretty yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, anyways, I love that show. I actually, this is in the like wishful thinking, maybe later project pile, but I would mm. love to be able to do the equivalent of that with creatives. So it's like I would go to your house, have a conversation with you, and get a shitload of B-roll of your obscure collection of things mm. and just put together a five to 10 minute video of whatever we talk over. So it's um, probably something that'll never happen, but I, I like the idea and I think it could be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So your, uh, your turn. Number nine, what do you collect? Please don't say basketball cards. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, it's this probably the same answer as you. I like, um, well, Art, art prints, uh, more specifically, mm-hmm. I really am into the screen printed posters. When I first got, in, got into collecting art, it was I was less concerned about curating and just if I liked the thing and it was decent, I would get it. Now, as my collection is getting too large, um, I don't want to just have stuff that sits in a file somewhere. I want to be able to put it up somewhere. So now I am buying with... I'm only purchasing if I know I have a wall, a specific space on the wall somewhere for it. Right. Um, there's always exceptions. Like I know coming up, um, Nucleus is doing the Disney afternoon show. I probably won't be able to put up a poster from the show, but I'm going to have to buy something because mm. I just love all of the shows that they're going to do an art show of. So I feel like I would have to. Is there someone you know that's doing a piece for that that you, you no, particularly No, I really don't know anything about the show as far as participants go. I yeah. just know that it's a Disney afternoon show. So mm-hmm. Very I'm good. hoping there will um, be something good in it. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, it's getting yeah. a lot of attention too. It's For some reason, yeah, Disney afternoon is huge this year. I would say toys. Um, and I'm not – I'm not when it comes to toys, I'm not a completist or, or like where I need to – you know, pick a company or a designer and stick with it for for whatever they do. And I I'm not big on the um uh, the sort of endless variations. You know, those toys where it's like the same shape, but now it's clear and now it's red and oh, like, like what Funko does with their pop things, where they have like a Raven from Teen Titans Go in black and white, and then they right. Have a, but I'm thinking more of like the designer version. toys. Yeah. You know, like. Um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to give an example, but anyway, it's like, it's that same mold, <laughs> but it's just right, like, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Recolored it's just, colored it. Right. I pick up stuff that I like, and that could be either like, like a collector thing, like an off the shelf thing. It can be a, a custom thing. It doesn't matter. I'm just, uh, I just pick up a lot of little tiny toys that I like, and it's a uh, pretty dangerous, um, because, uh, it's easy to do because it's low price and, yeah, I just I have too much stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right, number 10. What's the last book you read slash listened to? So do you have an answer? Uh, I did a Star Wars book recently. I can't remember what it was. I forgot the name of the actual title. I listened to it. It's one of those books where they go back to uh, the original. They, actually, I think it's all 
within episode four, within A New Hope, and they tell a, a story from some perspective of a character that you mm. that you know within the thing, but it's not a famous character. So we know the main story, but yes. then they're going to go back and tell it from this guy at the cantina right. or this Jawa on the Sandcrawler who's there when R2 right. and 3PO get picked up. Uh, it oh, was okay. Man, that sounds like a terrible book. No, it's it's kind of <laughs> like some of them are really good. And, um, you can no, 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 I mean almost, the... The one from a Jawa's perspective. That one was actually not bad. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's like, so very uneven. Some of them are really great. And then I'm, I started the, the handmaid's tale, but I haven't, I haven't handmaidens, handmaidens tale, but I haven't finished that yet. So um, that's all. Um, So here's, here's learning more about me. I was an English major in college, so I had to do a shitload of reading in college, but I don't think I've actually read a book since I graduated, which is slightly embarrassing. Um, I wish I was able to read more, um, but it's it's like I feel like it's such a big commitment to <laughs> like because you you literally have to be doing nothing but the reading. So if I and I feel like you have to set aside a significant chunk of time, like at least 30 minutes to an hour if you're going to read and like get something out of it. And I don't know, like all of my free time I spend on miscellaneous projects, primarily something to do with Squared Co. So I just don't have the the excuses. I don't have the time for a reading. But I'm trying to think of something I read in college, like in the later years. Uh, do you have a favorite a of, book in general? A lot of I really enjoyed this science fiction novel. I don't remember the name of it, but it was about um, quantum <laughs> physics. So like. The, the whole theory of that there are multiple parallel universes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a science book on theories of quantum physics. It was a, it was, there was a narrative um, that went around this idea that there's parallel universes. I don't remember the name of the title. Um, but like a multiverse, like a million. No, well, so the, the story universes. is this guy has the ability to, jump into different versions of himself in different parallel universes. So like he'll wake up one day and he'll be a successful lawyer. And then the next day he'll wake up and be like an overweight and unemployed, whatever. Um, yeah, and then, right. you know, so, and it's finding these similarities within them to figure out how he can get back to his original life. And anyways, that's more or less the, the plot of the book. And, I really enjoyed it for some reason. <laughs> Interesting. That's a little bit better than basketball. Oh, cards. I think it was the man who turned into himself. Okay. Which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So you're up next one, Jared, you're supposed to ask the question here. I'm sorry. Uh, your audio, I'm having a little audio issue here, but uh, okay. So <laughs> number 11, uh, what's your go-to drink order? I know we hate this question, uh, but we can answer this quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I don't drink. This is an easy one for me. Soda water. Yes, you do drink soda water every time I see you. Um, if I have to get an alcoholic drink, I, I've been getting a Moscow Mule lately because I don't like drinking really. And uh, that's easy enough to <laughs> sit there and drink for like five hours if I have to. And it um, sounds cool like you know what you're talking about or what you're ordering. Right. And it's not like a frozen <laughs> frosted thing with fruit and sugar and everything. So, yeah. I think if ever I were to order an alcoholic drink, it would be along those lines. A really yep. brightly colored drink with a lot of sugar. Exactly. 
So, uh, all right, number 12, what's your favorite pizza topping? I think we've talked about this stuff before. I tend to like um, all the meat stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if I could pick like one thing. I do like the pineapple thing. I know you hate that. You can just say meat lovers, I think, is an acceptable answer. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> all right. So for me, uh, if you want to go boring and just traditional pepperoni, uh, but I do like to get experimental. So like uh, we ate at a f- fancy pizza place where they put like fried eggs on your yeah. pizza and get instead of red sauce, they do, I don't know, like they get right. weird with their sauces and cheese very variations right uh yeah so i am i'm open to experiment with my my pizza toppings but the go-to is just generic pepperoni um okay your turn number 13 if you had to pick uh one cd to listen to for the rest of your life what would it be very difficult uh, this is an annoying question i know i almost feel bad when we give this to our guests <laughs> i think like we have a good cop-out answer is greatest hits of X. So that mm-hmm. way you can pick like one of your favorite bands. Sure, sure. So my answer will be if and whenever this happens, but The Midnight, I know we talk about it all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so obsessed and I still, whenever I have the opportunity to like listen to music and zone out while I'm working on something, I always go to their SoundCloud and just hit um, random on their yeah. whole SoundCloud page. And I've been doing that for the past six months and I've yet to get tired of it. Uh, okay. That's good. Um, I would pick uh, Madonna's Ray of Light, best album. And uh, that's all we have to say. I won't go. It's going to be like 20 years. I think this, this year is the uh, anniversary of that album coming out. Oh, um, uh, let's see. All right, is number it 14. Well, what are you afraid what? of? Is that me or you? You asked that? Sorry. You, come on. <laughs> I got okay. I've got only 10 questions to ask here. All right. What are you afraid of? Um, I've already had a crazy long explanation for this. Or I mean story. Uh, I'm afraid of raccoons. That's, that's a real answer. I am actually legit afraid of raccoons. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> if you haven't heard the story... Go back to the episode where the episode art is a little raccoon uh, and listen to the first 10, 15 minutes of that. And you will hear the explanation as to why I am afraid of raccoons. But to give a more serious answer, Jared, you can continue thinking about yours while I give you this. This is like a sad, serious answer. Leaving, Leaving like no legacy behind or like no leaving nothing behind to be remembered by. So, you know, I'm it's it's up in the air whether I'm not, I'm going to have kids cuz that's like an easy legacy thing. Um, but being able to like so you whether you like it or not or like you you're comfortable with this being your legacy, you've done a ton of stuff with Disney. You can pick any one of those projects to be remembered by and I think that's a good thing. I ha- have yet to have a thing that is out in the world that will last beyond my years. So that is a, a fear that I have that I will not have that at some point. That is very uh, deep and uh, sad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think everybody honest, feels that. Jared. <laughs> it is. It is. It, everyone feels that, I think, to a certain um, degree. Uh, I will say on that note, to rub it in. Uh, so they mm-hmm. have a, they're having D23 right now, the expo in Japan. 
and uh, the Disney Archives is there in one of the hotels. It's part of the part of the celebration. They're doing a big display on uh, the Disney Archives, and on this one section, they have all Mickey Mouse stuff, and it's showing Mickey Mouse through the years. It's like the old portraits they painted of him, uh, things from the cartoons, and they had a hipster Mickey vinyl doll in there, and I was just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you start crying when you saw that or found out? Uh, I didn't start crying, but Do it's, you like it's similar are you, to that. Are you at the point where you're so jaded with these like monumental things that happen with your work? You're like, oh, how neat. And that's yes. your response. Yes. I'm like Oprah. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. I, I don't. It, it doesn't make me cry. It, it makes me. I think it kind of speaks to what you just said. Like anytime I do stuff like the, you, you see little things like this that has nothing to do with money or, or like career specifically. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't represent a job or anything, but you feel as though something's getting recognized or, or remembered or, or that something is bigger yeah. than you. And I think, I think that's what's nice about something like that. Um, yeah, totally. I, you, can't read too far into it but you just kind of enjoy that for about five seconds and then uh you go back to <laughs> did you okay so before we go on past this topic did you ever have a project or a thing that's happened in your career that has given you tears or that was like specifically rem, really touching and that you had a, a if not tears a near tears response to it usually involves kids uh if it does like if, if when um you know kids bring me stuff or they do drawings or, or oh yes um, i would melt <laughs> like i have a a friend of mine a, a good friend of ours that uh, has a kid now and he brought in my books that i had illustrated for sharing um oh, you know and he gosh. said like oh my my they had so it's it's cute it's super cute because they're sharing the school that does the sharing, they do it where it's like alphabet. So like they, uh, you know, they say today's B day. So bring in something to share that starts with the letter B. So this day was I, and he, he brought in books that were uh, illustrated by me. So he said the illustrator was oh. my uncle Jared or something like that. So they told oh, me the story cute. and they sent me a picture of him in the classroom holding the books and that kind of stuff really just, oh, yeah, man. That yeah, gets you have you. No, more so you have than no heart. anything else. You have no heart if that doesn't touch you and bring you to tears, something like that. <laughs> I know. Exactly. So I don't have the career, the su- successful careers that you do. But um, thank you for asking. I yes. had a near tear. <laughs> uh, actually, believe it or not, I know. I don't know what you as a listener, your opinion is of me or how you view me but i am pretty sentimental Mm -hmm. and get teary i don't know if i'd say easily but it happens more frequently than you might expect right um so a lot of time a lot of the firsts i get really emotional over so the first time i was accepted into a gallery um gallery nucleus uh i did a paper piece for avatar show avatar the last airbender and it's i had two pieces in and they both sold i think opening day or even in maybe it might have even been preview night mm-hmm. i um once i found that out i i the gallery didn't let me know i was like checking out the artwork online it had a red dot next to it and I, as soon as i saw that or it said sold or something uh i t- totally got teary-eyed and it was 
I don't know. It was a little thing, but oh no, of it, course, it was That's like a, a nice deal. little like validation that somebody out there is at least interested in your work enough to spend a decent amount of money on you. So I don't know. Yeah, it was oh. a, it was a nice little moment for me, and I definitely got. I think so. Yeah. Teary eyed. I hope you called your mom and thanked her. So I just want to make sure. <laughs> did that uh um, i wish i wish i knew who who purchased that um i still have no idea maybe um, you'll hear maybe but, you'll hear uh so that i didn't even answer the question what are you afraid of uh public speaking oh, any right. kind of any kind of performing i hate i just hate like get up and speak like even like at work when i used to go to the office and stuff when they'd say okay everybody go around the table and say a little something about you oh my god i'm <laughs> i am sitting there stressed the whole time <laughs> Waiting for it to get to me, and then I just I'll like fumble it. I'll try to say something funny and and embarrass myself even more. <laughs> I just I can't any like when I say performing, I mean on that small of a level. Yes, like yes. I just fall apart. That's funny. Uh, is I don't so I don't I actually like like the presentations and the pitching of stuff to to clients and um I don't know even within work, but I don't well, I don't like what you just described too, where it's like a a Casual. phony get to know you thing like oh yeah. let's do this fun team building exercise where you're mm-hmm. gonna act out as whatever right and i don't know that the corny stuff it's i think it's just because i think it's so corny and pointless that yes it's hard for me to buy into it and like really do it i hate that stuff but anything like um i hate playing charades that's a nightmare i think i would flat out be like a rude guest and be like i'm like, i'm just nope, not gonna not, play not having no i'm sorry it's so <laughs> uncomfortable for me or like uh the worst is like if you sit too close at a comedy show or or like oh and they start engaging with you oh yeah, yeah. or or god forbid someone's like we need a participant from the audience oh my nightmare and i think people can sense my uncomfortableness and i think i get picked all the time for that kind of stuff because they can just see that i'm <laughs> dying oh um, that's too good yeah okay all right you you ask the next one we're on uh, 15 we're gonna rush through these what's your favorite dessert junk food or comfort food we kind of we've kind of talked about that i don't know that we need to go into i that. love pizza and cookies i feel like i can eat them every day and not get tired of it okay i like pizza and uh dim sum <laughs> Dim sum is like everything. Though. I know, it's but like it's like it's all fried. So you, like, you like the experience and like. No, I like the food. Like I really like the food, but it's like everything's yeah. fried and like shrimp. You know, like it's all that. So yeah, no, I love it too. We should go uh, next yeah, time. Yeah, if you have a together. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I think you can ask it. But we've kind of talked about this already, so we might. Yes, we had a big one. So if your house is on fire, what's the first thing you'd grab? I had a very disappointing answer to Jared. Right, uh, it was right, my right. external hard drive, which is still my answer. I actually had a similar situation where I actually did have to evacuate because right. fires were very close to me. Yep. Um, I don't remember the episode, but if you want the actual answer to what I grabbed, we'll put, yeah. I went the whole list on that episode. Yeah, um, not exciting. So I think I said I'd grab my Darth Vader helmet, uh, and that was probably... You know, not not photographs or, or and pictures and all that, like uh, the computer and all that stuff we talked about. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Uh, your turn. 17. What job? Oh, wait. Oh, what was the last film you saw in the theater? I'm sorry. I was jumping. Mine right, so was. You... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, three, three billboards outside of blah, blah, blah. Oh, was Whatever. that good? So uh, this weekend, I'm going to watch one of the Oscar films. I'm between that and Lady Bird. Which one do you think 
I should go see. Not which one do you think is better? I th- I think Lady Bird. I think you'll like Lady Bird better. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, they're both is. good movies for different for very different reasons. But um. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my last movie I saw in theater was the last movie you saw. Period, which was Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> That's so late. I can't believe you uh, saw that. In the well, theater. I went to a dollar theater to see it. So yeah. That's uh, that's that how makes I saw sense. It. I saw your I little art piece for it too. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I was trying to. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with that one, and I thought that was a, a clever approach to it. So, so anyways, you, super quick. Did you like it? Because yeah. I didn't care for it. I, I thought the ending nope, was didn't. Well, I don't give it all. away, but I thought the <laughs> ending was ridiculous. Yep, was okay. uh, did not like it. So number eighteen. What job would you have if you weren't doing what you're currently doing? I have no idea how to answer this. It is so like okay. So like some of the other ones we had issues with. I feel like there's a number of ways you can answer this. It's could be like, oh, what were you interested in before your whatever your career is? Uh, what are you good at other than what your career is? What is like a realistic answer? I think there's so many different ways to go with this. Well, I what think was if a previous career. That well, if fell you did it, so you're kind of in a creative field right now. So take away all creativity, like as a field, I think, and then. You know, so it'd be like the number two category. So I think it could less be about a specific job title and more about maybe an industry. Like, I think I probably would be teaching. Uh, For a long time, I used to think I'd be an English teacher. I mean, you just said you can't do performances. This is every day you're talking to. Yeah, but these are to like kids and you're smart. Yeah, you could be be like a college person. If I'm talking like. That's different. That's teaching. If you have information that you have to give to people, that's better. That's not performing or like being entertaining mm. or, or making people laugh. That's, yeah, that's something different. Anyway, so I'll say teaching. So I, I mean, this is a, another creative-ish thing, but I said I was an English major. The yeah. reason I got into English was because I was really interested in writing throughout elementary school, throughout high school, and that carried on into college. Um, I really wanted to be a creative writer and the that changed like what type of creative writing I wanted to do. I was really into graphic novels for a while, so I thought I would do um, write graphic novels. Um, then yeah. I got into movies, so I thought maybe I'll try screenplays. Um, of course, you, you start the interest in writing with novels because that's the thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was ever any good at it or I certainly am not anymore because it's I haven't written anything for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that was something I could potentially have done. OK, uh, that's interesting. I don't I don't I don't think I knew that exactly that that's what you were going to do with that uh, English major, especially for someone who doesn't read very much. OK, we should go on. Um <laughs> 19 if you could marry date a celebrity who would it be we kind of did that already all let's, right let's yeah, num- skip. number one is the same answer so yeah we can go on. yeah yeah okay so who the came last... up with this list well because you don't do all 20 <laughs> normally see so what um, if what if somebody says uh one and 19 yeah then we're screwed yeah we, we should change that one though actually That's we'll good change one of those yeah so number 20, then let's just skip to the end here do you my turn my turn oh okay go ahead go ahead do you have or have Oh, this is worded weird. Do you have or have you ever had a nickname? Yes. So I don't currently have a nickname. Um, J Money, right. Jer Bear, right. J Sizzies. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, no nickname. <laughs> but as a kid, my dad would give us all nicknames like and they made no sense. And it, you know, it had nothing to do with your name. It wasn't based on anything like he called. Oh, me, yeah. He called me Darren for a long time. <laughs> for, <laughs> for no reason. But I, I think um, that's I right think up my was, alley. Yeah. I think a kid. Uh, like a younger kid had tried to say my name and had said it like Darren instead of like Jared. And it, it kind oh, of, so your dad picked up on that or something? I think it was something like that. Um, but I, I've had oh, more man. and I'm just too embarrassed to even to, I to love, tell them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. In high school, I was like my little clique of friends. We would rotate nicknames for each other just for being stupid. Um, but I always we always lean towards like the non sequitur stuff that had nothing to do with who you are, what you're into or whatever. So Darren would be great. But what would be like a, give an example of one of these stupid names. I can't, like chair, like literally just the dumbest, most Mm. obscure thing. So it was a, it was an unfunny crowd you ran with. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, you okay, have so another ever... one. We talked about that before. I don't know if you talked about it on the show. Oh, you mean for me? It. You just asked for like one in general. Uh, one specifically to me. My dad used to call me Forbster or Forbuster, and I don't remember if I gave the reason for that um, in the episode. I might have not remembered, but I think this is the reason he came up with that for me. My mom is Dutch. Or she's actually Indonesian, but she was born in Holland, uh-huh. so she grew up speaking Dutch. And there's a Dutch, like, you know, the equivalent of um, Rockabye Baby, or like, what do you call sure. those songs? Lullaby? Yeah, like, kind of like a lull- like a Dutch lullaby. And it ends with something, something for Buster. I don't know what it translates to, but, or Forbster, something along those lines. I'm sure it's pronounced dramatically different, but... um. That's what my dad got out of the lullaby that my mom used to sing us. So that transferred over to me. I would love it if it turned out to be something like horrible in Dutch. And that's <laughs> actually what they were calling you. We could probably it's get pr- to the bottom of this. but It's probably not even like an adjective or like a descriptive word or even a noun. It's probably like just a, running like a, or something yeah. stupid that, yeah, that just sounded, was the easiest word to pluck out of the lullaby. So was um, that interchangeable for Buster or Forbster or? or my, it was either Forbster or Forbuster. You mean either like he said both or either like you don't remember? No, both. He said both. Okay, okay. Um, if anybody oh, out there knows the answer to that uh, or knows that lullaby, I could just please. ask my mom. <laughs> well, you should have asked by now, I would have imagined, but I don't care though. So that's the thing. We'll give a um, prize if someone can re- contact me okay. and tell me what lullaby that is or explain what that phrase is. We'll send you something. Promise. My, um, I just remembered a, a stupid nickname I gave my sister, which is in the non sequitur mm-hmm. category, uh, and I still call her this, and she hates it. Uh, Goncha. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds dirty. She hates it. It's just, and it, I was young and it just was sounds. So yes. that's how I came up with it. Okay. So that's our list. See you Great. later. That only took nine hours. Great. We'll edit that down. But actually, it wasn't too bad. And right. we've got some, uh, yeah. So anyways, I, I don't know if we're going to get super deep into the rest of what we had planned for this episode. 
Um, but I did want to kind of go over, at least tell you guys our story on how this whole podcast came to be, which is I essentially feel like we did this already. Yeah, have we, we might have, but we'll do it okay. again. So this is this is this the, is the yeah. If you haven't listened to it, or if you have, here's a refresher. And this is more or less Jared and I, our origin story in our relationship. Oh. I'll go ahead and start, and you can interject of course uh whenever you feel like it so yes um the first time i reached out to you was for the aliens 30th anniversary show that we did at sinopolis last i think it was the summer of 2016 15 yeah, so it was, 15 wasn't it 15 i don't remember whenever I think it 30 was 15 years, yeah whenever 30 years after aliens was released so what was the summer, first piece of my work that you saw do you remember I had to have been a hipster Mickey. Oh, come on. Really? It had to have been. Yeah. I mean, I might have seen some of the stuff you've did just online, but the connection wasn't there. Uh-huh. You know that it's you. Right. But to memory, I think it it's got to be hipster Mickey. I mean, so I've been a Disney pass holder off and on for the past my entire life, really. Yeah. yeah. Um. So since Wonderground has come up, I'm sure I've ran into your stuff before being able to have that connection. Okay, but so it, be honest. So what did you think when you saw Hipster Mickey? Did you think like, oh, dear God, who's doing this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it had nothing to do with the work. It's just like I thought, do we need Mickey as a hipster? Um, <laughs> and anyways. the answer is yes. Apparently, yes, <laughs> Apparently we do. Apparently, we yeah. do. But I, I remember the first piece of your whatever that I bought, anything from you was... The um, Mickey and Minnie flower or watering a heart flower. Right. Love and bloom. I don't know. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. No that. longer available. Is It's not. No. Nothing How? stays long, though. Everything moves on after oh. a while. But that was that was very popular. They did like a sweater. They did the cup. I like that oh, one. Oh, man. Too. I would have loved to have a, a some sort of apparel of that. <laughs> Um, okay, so you reached out anyway, to me to so, do the Alien show. I remember this very and well. Jared, I, what did you say? What did you I say, Jared? I vividly remember this because I got the email and you, like you do, you did this big PDF about the show and you know, we're going to do this thing, <laughs> but we can't do this and we can't show this. And and I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what the Sinopolis was. I didn't know who Squared Co. was. It was very confusing. I was busy. And I remember even being... Um, a little annoyed i was like i uh <laughs> you know i would never write back and be annoyed but oh, i think i so i think i was nice right i yeah, wrote so, back and said oh i'm too busy but thank you so much whoever you are don't bother me again remove from list <laughs> i don't think you i don't remember if it was an email because i remember I, I reached out to you in the slack emma the master of one has a slack community and slack channel I remember I sent you a direct message there. I don't know if it was like I just blasted the email out and you were on that. And then I also like just bombarded you in every angle I could get. I think you um, emailed me. I bet I could find that email because I don't throw anything away. Um, I think oh, it there's was. There's no way I still have that email. I, throw, um, I try and keep my email super clean. Anyways, yeah, so that was how it started. I don't remember if it was an email or whatever, you responded very nicely saying no. Yes. Um, but I think we, so we kept the the line of communication open. I don't know if it was like after you saw what the show was and that it was, you know, s- legit through an actual th- reputable theater. So the venue was no, good. No, that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some, so 
you yeah, uh, anyways, yes. we had the the line of communication open and we continued talking not not regularly at all. It was very sporadic. Right. Um, and I think we so this was August. So the alien show was in August and designer con was in November and we had realized that we're both going to be there. So I tried to make it a point like, Hey, we should meet up or at least introduce each other. And we found out that Jared was going to be my booth mate, like literally the booth right next to mine. And it was interesting because when we got there, the booth, the way like a normal person would set up, our backs would have been to each other. So right. the front We were both we were on the corners. We were both on the end of the of the aisle, on either side of the aisle. So Right. Uh, so yeah, back to back booths. We but, were both sharing with another person or another yep. group. So both of our booths had were L shapes and my table or booth was a direct line or an extension of Jared. So if you got rid of the divider between our booth spaces, it would just be one long table. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during uh, downtime, Jared and I were able to stand in front of the booths or like, you know, check in with each other periodically for the whole entire weekend. Um, and I think, I know you've said this before, if we hadn't had been stationed or set up in our booths right next to each other, in that particular fashion, even right, we probably wouldn't have been able to like. We kind of, I mean, we, I, we didn't get close over the weekend, but we definitely formed some sort of a friendship. <laughs> oh, right? that's so cute. Well, yeah, because when you first look at you, especially back then, um, it's kind of intimidating because you're kind of a big guy and you had all that hair, like so much <laughs> hair, and the beard, and you look. Uh, not kind of what I was expecting. Like a lumberjack. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, like a homeless person that goes to Thank the you. gym. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think if our booths weren't right there, I wouldn't have been, we, we just wouldn't have So you wouldn't casually. have been as open to, yeah, engaging yeah. with Well, you. I mean, I would have had to come by and say hi and then run off. That would have been it. But because we were kind of stuck there and because you were so terribly unbusy, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but we had time to talk, actually. So that was nice yeah. to sort of casually talk. And um, yeah, so that's that's why we uh, became friends there, I guess. And then during, from during there, time. I think really, really, I think the turnaround for that, not turnaround, but yeah. so we, there's, there was Decon in November. And then uh, quickly after that, I sent out the same super long PDF invite for um the princess bride show right so that continued the conversation about that and i knew that i had to try really hard to get jared involved with squared co on a bigger scale so once i found out what your piece was i saw an opportunity to get creative and show jared that i am able to take care of your work and present it in a way that is kind of step above a normal printer or a print shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think we've talked about this before in another episode, but I, Jared's princess bride piece. Um, he had a lot of like gold accents around and between his characters right. for his submission. And I had never done this before. I don't know how this idea came to me, but I was like, Oh, gold foil is a thing. Jared's piece has got a lot of golden elements to it. Why don't I teach myself how to gold foil a print 
and I'll use Jared's as my like guinea pig. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, to be completely honest, it was so much work <laughs> to do this. And it was so much work and there's a lot of trial and error that I think we only ended up getting like 10, give or take, successful um, gold foil prints out of mm-hmm. this. But, and you, I mean, you can insert your opinion on how that whole thing turned out. Um, <laughs> but I think the ones that did turn out were really cool and it kind of enhanced the art in a interesting way oh definitely no i was very excited i mean because this wasn't something that we had planned or that i said oh i want this done in gold <laughs> like you took it yeah. upon yourself to do the sample and and the way you did it we i think we talked about the process before but oh uh, just gosh. a very it's... tedious process so. <laughs> but like you said the ones that that did turn out and i have one of them in my home here were really nice like it made a huge difference um in sort of the uh you know, when you first see that print, to see it in the gold foil one was pretty impressive. And I think that's what we put up at the show, wasn't it? Is that yes, what you hung? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah um, so yes, I was very appreciative of that. And then it's pretty much been uh, downhill since then. But boy, that was really <laughs> good for that first piece. But yeah, yeah. so that was the so first then, show that I did with Squared Co. After that, every time you came down for a signing at Wonderground or any reason you came down to Southern California... Um, it started off that we would just get together for a meal. Uh-huh. Um, I, we saw Star Wars together, Rogue One. We uh-huh. saw Rogue One together. Um, and then when you were here for Reimagined and you did your little, your talk, or what would you call it? Your presentation? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was your, talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, you were here for like four or five days. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we spent every, at least Something. I saw you... Every day for the yeah. time you were there. Well, so. my, my hotel just happened to be across the street from your office. From, right, A little right. crazy. So, uh, so that, um, that helped. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Before that, we were already in podcast mode at that point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once you had your little, your regular, I don't know why I keep saying little in this episode. Terribly condescending. This, this isn't, I don't do that normally. Anyway, we were at House of Blues. I remember that. So, like. There were there were a lot of in, um, not, yeah meal. We had a lot of meals and a lot of conversations. Um, at some point, podcast got thrown into the mix. I don't honestly remember if it was you or I that first brought it up. Do you? Uh, we had talked about it in general because we talked about Master of One a lot because they were on. Mm-hmm. So we'd always talk about the guests that they had. And I told these guys this before. I said I was super critical of them before because I wasn't <laughs> doing a podcast. So I'd say something like, oh, you know, did you hear this interview and blah, blah, blah. And then we, you know, eventually being the egomaniacs that we are, said we should do a podcast. And it was kind of joking about it. And then um, I think you finally said, okay, let's do it. Yeah, at some point... For some reason, it kept getting resurfaced and re, like brought up and brought up and like, okay, let's just do it. Um, and then once I got all of the equipment, actually, I don't think well, we ever told this story. Okay, so there you go. I had tried to do this whole podcasting thing previously. Ah. So Squared, Squared Co. is actually my second attempt at a, air quotes, creative company. Okay. The first one was called This Is How We Do It, and it was essentially around a blog and interview process that had to do with creatives uh, process, I guess. There you go. (laughs) I would interview people. So, 
Okay. Yes. Take it I'm easy. I'm so terrible at condensing stories. Yes. So you can I edit tend, it. You can I edit it. I tend to over explain, not editing this part, but um, the, this is how we do it. I was supposed to give each artist uh, the same set of prompts. So it's create an image using the Yeti and or Sasquatch. So everybody is basically character design and or creating a print with these specific characters. Uh Um, And then I would go off into an interview where the first portion would be a kind of getting to know you. And then the second portion would be about specifically. uh, Yeah. The process in this piece. It. (laughs) Because I didn't have a partner, it was harder to hold myself accountable for this. Yeah. And I had like one or two friends that I was able to call in a favor to actually do this. Uh-huh. And then after those friends, the list stopped very abruptly and I couldn't find people to continue doing this stuff for me. So it fell through. Um, Did any of this see the light of day? Out. No. Well, so I went through, I have two interviews for the, this is how we do it never that like podcast or whatever you want to call it i recorded two and there was three yeti sasquatch pieces that were produced from uh that whole project so long 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 story short yes Yes. i had um because of that i had a microphone that was just collecting dust so when jared and i decided to do it i Gave him, I bought another one, the same one, gave it to Jared so that we both would be recording on the same equipment. After we got all of the equipment ready to go, um, we did a couple test episodes that we've also talked about that will never see the light of day. <laughs> um, they were just terrible. Yeah. Um, if, if ever you are going to do a podcast, make sure you do some test records because I think I went into it pretty cocky and like oh it'll be great whatever we record will totally air yes. and Big that plans. just just quickly not not the case right so um, if you think we're bad now you should hear those older ones those older episodes <laughs> that's we've come a long way <laughs> from those um, but yes you did i, I remember uh, saying uh, to you like i will record it i will you know do all this stuff but you have to do absolutely everything else <laughs> Oh which yeah, is, this is another is thing. Pretty that, much so the I case. Had, I had no idea how to do gold foil stuff, and I learned that for Jared's print. No idea how to do any sort of audio editing at all. Uh, Jared pretty blatantly is like, "Not gonna happen on this end." So, nope. <laughs> figure it out. Luckily, yeah. um, and this has been a—he's been a great resource for Squared Co. in a number of ways. But Sean, yeah. Um, Keenan, he's one of my coworkers. He does a lot of audio and video editing. He edited the first few episodes and I felt bad having him do it. So I basically shadowed him and he taught me how to edit, um, audio. So yeah. now I'm able to do that on my own. I will say that's one of the things that has greatly improved from the, from the early shows is what you've been able to do with the audio, whether that's through filtering or, or just, um, and editing, tightening things up. Uh, you've made it. Uh, sound much better than when we started. Um, I, I, th- the best way to tell that is a lot of these interviews we do, um, there's a lot of 
problems <laughs> during the recording that um, just magically yes. disappear once we um, post the final show. I mean, obviously, internet yeah. conversations are, are very difficult. Yeah. So for some reason, there's always a lag or a dropout or some some issue. But even just tightening it up, taking out pauses or, or uh, long ums and right what i'm doing right now yeah you can take those things out and make it tighter and it really does improve the show so that's a lot of work it's tedious work and uh yeah i'm grateful that you're able to do that because i don't think i would find the time the only thing i really do besides showing up is um the icon for the episode art and even that i literally just do the icon and i send it to mark and he puts it in that The format you could so. you could do the template though i mean that's no brainer it's pretty much done i just changed the colors right exactly <clears throat> but anyway so that's sort of the breakdown of of, uh, of the podcast yes um, um you know what so we're gonna wrap up here really quickly um no, i think but, we should i think we should just do it we could we could edit around this or do something i think we're gonna have to edit some of those 20 questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we'll have well, to go back and take it. Specifically one that I took five minutes to answer, which, as you just mentioned, will magically disappear in right. the final episode. So you'll see the, the questions will be all <laughs> over the place. If you're listening to this and the questions did not go one through 20, that's why. Uh, so my question for you, let me start with this. And then if you don't want to do your question, that's fine. Uh, but this is my question for you. We had planned to do these questions. Where do you want to see squared co go uh, and this kind of oh, goes man. hand in hand with Bastard. what you this talked about hard one <laughs> <laughs> with legacy like you can answer it in a more broad term than specifically you know whether that's a, a specific thing or not but but just if you could talk about where you want to see this go i think um, i think people would be interested in hearing that i would be so there's a lot of different legs currently that of squared code there's a lot right, of right different projects that were attached to there's some that you don't even know about there's um there's well, a lot going that. on <laughs> well <laughs> i'm just All trying right. to paint a picture here there's I a get lot it. going on it. within the squared co umbrella yeah. and right. it's right. um the, the right now the difficulty i have i think any one of them is a company on its own mm-hmm. and i i honestly love every aspect of it i've got to figure out which one is going to be have the biggest impact not only financially but like longevity will have the biggest room for growth and be able to exist for an extended period um to go off of the uh legacy question or part of this I would love to be able to grow Squared Co. into a thing that can exist post me. Whether that's I retire or something more dramatic. Um, Mm. Yeah, I would love to be able to have Squared Co. exist. Like I build this thing and it has a following. It has people interested in it and is known for XYZ, whatever those things are. Uh, it's something that I built and is respected and can last longer than me. So that's uh-huh. right. Right. So I had a I had a couple questions that I was going to ask you, but I'm going to give you a lighter one because especially since we're way out oh, of we can edit this. Here. It's not a big deal. But yeah. um, <laughs> don't laugh at this question. It's All right, super I simple. But try to give like a more detailed I answer here. Of so course. It's very very. It's too. Two words, this question. Okay. Why Disney? <laughs> so I know you're a fan of it, but I, uh, 
I'll try to expand on that a little bit. Um, you know, there's so many different avenues of fandom and pop culture and merchandising and being able to work for and illustrate in, in a lot of different companies. But I think from the, the get-go, Disney has always kind of been your the sure. thing you're reaching for and striving for. Yeah. What was it about Disney that kind of took over as opposed to maybe working for, I don't know, for me... Well, now Star Wars is under the Disney umbrella, but you know, right, at some right. point you could have said Star Wars or a superhero thing or Ninja Turtles. What was it about Disney that made that the ultimate goal? Oh my gosh, so that this will take another three hours. Um, uh, there's so many different things. Uh, I love Star Wars just as much as I love Disney. Maybe, maybe even more to a certain degree. But uh, you have to remember back at this point when I was, um, you know, back in the day when I'm sort of developing what I was going to go into, what I was going to do as a career, Star Wars was just three movies. Uh, we didn't think mm -hmm. we were going to get anything more beyond that. So um, it felt like it was capped, like that was it. Um, so for me, when I saw The Little Mermaid in 89, and again, I was old at that stage. I was in high school. I wasn't a, a child, uh, but that movie impacted me very much in that I had no big interest in Disney up to that point. Um, the movies I thought were like the old ones were great. Everything since then were kind of middle middle of the road. Like I didn't care about Oliver and Company. I didn't care about The Great Mouse Detective. Um, they, they just didn't. Or uh, yeah. Or Black Cauldron, whatever you want to say. Like I, I weren't, I wasn't upset about these movies. Just didn't really care about them. Um, and then the Little Mermaid came, and um, I always say this. It's an old story, but that point where Eric goes to kiss Ariel on the boat, I thought that was going to be the end, and it wasn't. And for the first time in a Disney movie, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> uh, the music was great. The 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 humor was much more contemporary. It wasn't so old fashioned. And uh, I just loved everything about that movie. Now you match that with Beauty and the Beast coming out next. I know Rescuers Down Under was in between there, but Beauty and the Beast mm -hmm. was the next one in this line. Like big and, one. Yeah. yeah. And that was my like all time favorite film. So we've got this block of stuff that's coming and then Aladdin came and it just seems like it's end. Like Lion this King. is amazing. Like these are, these films made me cry about the soundtrack. I became like obsessed with it. Um, and so that I would say at that point is really my in with Disney and wanting to create something like that, where people are affected by the characters that you've drawn or, or by the images that you've made. Um, and I wasn't an animator. Uh, I tried to study it, but I just wasn't an animator. So uh, illustration was the way to go. So of course, that's what I want to do is draw Disney characters. Um, and to be a part of this company that has been in so many people's lives for so long, like, you know, like my grandmother uh, saw Snow White on a date. Like it just covers everything. Like, you oh, know, wow. it, it covers yeah. the whole um, time period that you live in. <laughs> so to be a part of a company or to work for that company with these characters that have endured for so long is, I think, um, kind of like what you said. It's about legacy, that you could be a part of that in some tiny way um, is exciting. And I think it's the, for what I do, it's the easiest way to sort of have any kind of longevity beyond drawing your own simple characters. I don't know that I'm as you know talented enough to do that. Uh, I just really enjoy drawing these uh, existing characters. Um, so... I, yeah. that's that's the short answer it can go on and on but um you know and i've just been lucky that they've acquired star wars and that i've been able to do star wars work i know and, and things like yeah, that yeah. so i never would have predicted that though back then so that is my that is my quick 
<laughs> sort of quick answer to that difficult question. No, I, I think it's it's a great answer. And like you said, a lot of what we covered in today's episode, we've we've at least hinted, if not directly answered in previous ones. So it's just yes. a nice little way to get to know us better all within one episode. Um, but we are going way longer than a normal episode. Right. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But this, I mean... If you've made it this far in the episode, thank you so much for listening. Um, this one is definitely different than how I thought it was going to go. Um, there were some silly points in here and some probably, arguably too serious of moments here. <laughs> um, uh, before we sign off, what just quick like reflection on how you think this episode went. Oh, this episode? It, well, this is... Um... Yeah. I enjoy these episodes because there's no pressure. There's no guests. So when it's just us, it's always fun because it's a little bit more relaxed. And um, Well, we can yeah. talk forever, I've learned. like I know. <laughs> so we're almost at two hours for this record time here. Um, we'll probably talk for another hour or two after this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and know. we can record any of it. Uh, just yeah. right. Anyways, so, you're right. So these are always these fun. are way no pressure and yeah. But I will say, uh, Mark and I do have some pretty knockdown drag out fights too, which we don't ever talk about on the air, <laughs> of course. But we do. Like we, uh, you know, I, I think we agree on a lot of the very top level stuff, like on morals and values, and I think that's the main thing uh, that I like about you. But when we get down into the details and we're trying to figure this stuff out, oh my gosh, you'd be surprised at how much <laughs> we fight, and we fight very differently. So. It's not a good match when oh. we're not when we're not agreeing. But anyway, all, I think it's a great match. Yeah, I guess. Can you so. imagine if we both were screaming at the top of our heads? We would never ever resolve anything. True, but uh, it's just we would me just always be mad at you each sitting other. there. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess from that perspective, maybe it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. Well, again, oh, so one before we wrap up. So again, this was a lot of stuff getting to know us. I'm interested to know if any of our listeners out there have a more specific question for either one of us. I would prefer it to be on the lighter side, but I'm open if you want to get a more serious question. Oh, here. of course. I think um, any question. If you are actually that yeah. interested to ask us a question, please do. Uh, Let us know. So it's, <laughs> The tougher, the better, for this, I think. We post this. It exists on SoundCloud um, where you can list comments there on this specific episode. Uh, it's going to be on Facebook. We're going to put uh, a post on Instagram. So any one of those is fine. Wherever it's a comment, comment a bowl, mm -hmm. give us your question. So Sound that's like it. Yeah. Um, if you would like us, if you'd like to ask us something specifically. So you guys should have a million questions for Mark because he's had like 30 careers before doing this. And if you just listen closely or read <laughs> any of the things, you probably have a lot of questions. I think we've gone I over do. at least yeah. like raised, like mentioned yeah. all of the different things. We have There's specifically left out a very big part of Mark's career <laughs> that we have not talked about on the show. So if you know what that is, go ahead and ask the question. Then we're forced to answer it. I wonder if anybody other than you. Uh, they, yes, they do. I know they do. Anyway. I know you've told some people. I haven't told anybody. I haven't told anyone. Our, People have yes, found it. Yes, you have. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Uh, we're we're going to go off on just rambling about nothing now. So yes. Let's, let's, thank you let's for Let's officially listening. sign off and continue Absolutely. the rambling after this. Um, but yes, thank you so much for listening. That's it for this episode. Leave us your questions in a comment somewhere, and we will answer them in our monthly recap. Um, but for for today, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later.
What's the song gonna be? Girls, 